straight from the boardroom to the microphone. I'm April Garcia, and this is Pivot Me, easily applied tools and hacks to get you ahead. This isn't just a podcast. This is an upgrade for your life. helping good people become even better. This is Pivot Me. I am super pumped about our guest today. Um, We've been uh, wanting to get Ben on the show for a very long time, so it's nice that it has happened. Um, Why My guest today is Ben Williams. He is a composer, editor, and producer with 20 years in the entertainment industry, but now he runs Rockwood Audio, which helps entrepreneurs and influencers like us um, define, amplify, and broadcast the brand with a, with a very tailored approach. In fact, you've got a tagline. Uh, is it brand out loud, Ben? Brand out loud. Yes. I love yeah. that. I love that. Um, and, and I want you to talk to us more about that. But Ben and I've worked together for a year and a half, maybe something like yeah. that. It's Yeah, it's a year and a half. Pretty, pretty close. So it only took us a year and a half to get Ben on our show. We're so grateful to have us uh, have you here today, Ben. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm, I'm more used to being behind the uh, the scenes, but uh, we'll see how I get on in front of the, the mic. It's going to be amazing. So tell us, tell us about yourself, Ben. Tell us about um, what you do and, and who you do it with. We kind of gave a little bit of an intro, but expand on that. Okay. Uh, well, uh, my background is uh, music. I was a uh, singer, songwriter and uh, composer. I somehow drifted into the world of corporate event management, which has like, is a total non sequitur, but uh, I did quite well in that arena, um, worked on the Olympics and royal weddings and other things like that. And then I got to 40 and realized I didn't enjoy it very much. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I was right. in a, a really, you know, like a fun job from the outside, um, you know, paid well and lots of um, praise and all the rest of it, but it wasn't it wasn't my first love. And so once those challenges had been met and I couldn't really find a a bigger one than the Olympics, I was kind of left going, what do I do now? Do I really want to do this for another 20, 30 years? And uh, yeah, so I I took a bit of a leap of faith and and moved back into the world of audio music and and podcasting. Um, I was a huge podcast fan back in sort of 2008, 2010, Mm -hmm. when it was really starting to take off. And I realized I had all the equipment uh, I had most of the audio knowledge. I just needed to know a bit more about kind of the mad world of um, podcasting and how it actually works under the hood. So uh, that's how I moved into it. Yeah. And I've been doing it now for a couple of years and it's going really well. It sounds like a bit of a leap from, but I mean, obviously you have the audio expertise, but podcasting, was it just because you were a huge fan of podcasting? You've got all the equipment or did you think I really want to help people launch their podcast or, or leverage their podcast on a larger scale? Well, it was two things. Um, mm-hmm. the, the people I generally work with are either building their own empire or or in the process of trying to do mm-hmm. that, which is mm-hmm. kind of where I was. So, you know, I mean, we connected and connected very quickly for that reason. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. I, I relate to people on that level and I enjoy helping them get their message out there and actually doing something positive, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't always feel when I was, you know, helping Coca-Cola do whatever it was. So, mm-hmm. um, so it was partly that, uh, and partly just the, the, the joy of kind of creating something new each time. And I, you know, I really enjoyed doing that and finding, finding the right sound, the right music, the right feel and, and all of those things that kind of matches up with someone's personality and bringing that personality out. There's a lot of things that went into it, I think. 
Yeah. But sometimes you just, you kind of, you think you're on the right track, but then it sort of pops, you know, and I think that's what happened. Yeah. Absolutely. I, and I want to talk a little bit more about that here in a second, because the audio branding and and even the process of figuring out what what sound fits them. We went through this, uh, you know, you and I went through this and it was an amazing process. And then what we landed on, what you landed on and we went, oh, my God, we love it, Ben, was amazing. So I want to talk about how that kind of comes to fruition. But um, let, let's let's talk about first elephant in the room. How are you guys? How are you guys managing during this time? Obviously, you know, people and businesses, we're all going through a very um, challenging time. Talk to us about um, how you're coping, what, what that looks like for you guys. Well, um, I, I would liken it to, I remember when I was about 18 years old, my first kind of proper job was working on a building site. And the guys on that building site were very rough and ready guys. I, I, I didn't really know what I was getting into. Um, and there was a chap who did the, uh, the plastering, and he was a master. He'd been doing it for 30 years. He was a master plasterer. Mm-hmm. And somebody, a very nefarious person, mm-hmm. put a, some kind of artificial stimulant in his coffee flask. And that was an awful thing to do. And uh, he was fine. But... Uh, when we all came back from lunch, he'd plastered half of the rooms in the entire house. He plastered one wall in the living room and one wall in the bedroom, and one he, he just he was doing everything at once. And it's a it's a oh mad chance to give, but I sometimes he pops into my head when I'm washing up, cooking, you know, doing a quick audio cleanup for someone. I've got a tune going around in my head. Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's um it's a crazy time. I think everyone's just doing the best they can really. And I've gone through, we've both, my, me and my wife, we both run our businesses. Um, we both just opened studios in the center of Edinburgh. Mm. And, and now, you know, I'm working back at home again. So it, it was, it's been a crazy time. And you, I think what's happened is I've gone through, I don't know if it's the seven stages of grief, but it's something like <laughs> it that. It feels like know? that. Except they're more like, um, you know, running around the garden with your hair on fire, hammering pieces of wood against the windows. And then, settling down again but it, it's it's yeah. I think we're coming around now it's it's like um it's just settled in and we've adapted to the fact that this is this is the way it is for a while and we just have to manage uh, and not not asking too much of ourselves mm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. just doing what we can do and making sure we've got a six-year-old son uh, so we need to be homeschooling as well and like everybody we're just kind of feeling our way through it but yeah. what's nice is everyone's doing that and it's mm-hmm. kind of impossible to hide that. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, I like, um, just, I don't want to say lowering the expectations of ourselves, but just giving ourselves like some space and some grace to navigate this. Um, we we've got to, um, it's funny. We have had a lot of conversations mm-hmm. internally where, when we're working with clients, we're saying, okay, well maybe ordinarily your output is say 10 units a day. And I don't necessarily mean manufacturing, but you're going to get 10 things off your to-do list it might need to look like five right now. So what we've got to do is go in and say, okay, this is what, yeah. this is our normal output, but we're going to have to practice a little 80, 20 rule. And what of this list is the really big needle movers. And let's just do this. And some other things have just got to slide right now. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Yeah. And for me, you know, that's, that's kind of putting a few things on hold that I was hoping to get done, but mm-hmm. you know, that's just, just the way it is. Um, and, and you guys had both just opened uh, studios. <laughs> Yeah, physical locations opened, uh, opened impeccable a, timing a podcasting studio in the center of edinburgh we just deck you know fully decorated it 
moved the mm. desk in. It was, it was literally, it's ready to go. Uh, and I had to go there a uh, couple of days ago just to pick some things up. Mm-hmm. And so I walked in and it was kind of eerie because it's like, it's it's ready to go. You know, everything's plugged in and it's like sitting there. Um, but for now, it just has to wait. Yeah. Wow. Well, I imagine it's a bit of an emotional process walking in and seeing the next step you were about to take. Yeah. Cause it, yeah, it's like, it's, it's on pause. It's the, it's just a very strange, that's the best way I can think to put it. It's on pause. Everything's on pause really. Yeah. But then, I mean, it's been a roller coaster as well. I mean, in podcasting, I mean, I, I had uh, the day they locked down here or the week they locked down, I think it was like in the 72 hours period after they announced this full lockdown, I'd say probably 60, 70% of my business just disappeared in you know, wow. two, three days. So that was a scary thing to to be facing. And was that business out of Scotland? Was it out of the UK? Or because I know you have a lot of global clients. Was it, what, do you think it was tied to the lockdown in Scotland or was it? In the UK, yes. Because yes. it was basically okay. all, a lot of the clients I had in the UK uh, did um, in-person interviews that were difficult to do uh. over the internet. Not impossible, but difficult. Sure. And also, I think it was just an element of not panic exactly, but let's just kind of anything we don't have to do, let's not do it for a bit. And sure. so, so that happened. But then, as I kind of wondered, a couple of weeks later, the work starts to pick up as people start to think, what am I going mm. to do with this time? And how am I going to yeah. kind of get myself out there? And, and, and what do I actually want to do that I've not been doing and putting off and podcast mm-hmm. a lot of the time? You know, it's it's something that falls to the wayside, but people seem to be picking it up. I've I've launched I think th- three full podcasts in the last like ten days, which has been quite a challenge. Wow, yeah, that's significant. Yeah, so it's good because I mean we've just taken on an editor, uh, and then we're trying to find him work mm-hmm. um, and figure out what to do with the studio. And now there's plenty. You know, for, from that point of view, there's more than there was. There's um, so it's good. So, and just to clarify, so the, the, the uptick in business has not been old clients that have said, okay, we've recalibrated. We want to come back. These are brand new clients. This is new biz. It's new business. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did Uh, they seek out you? I'm just kind of curious in this time, is it just, okay, we, we knew what, um, Rockwood audio was, we knew what they did and we wanted to work with them. Like, how did they find you during this time? It's almost all referrals for me Mm -hmm. because I, I think because I've always neglected, um, the the kind of the funnel the seo the the lead <laughs> magnets all of those things and i i always gravitate towards the work which yeah. you know is is natural but um it's something i'm working on at the moment but it, yeah it's mostly referrals okay um, which is great you know uh, yeah so just finished uh, a fairly high profile show over here which i'm really looking forward to when it comes out that's going to be in the guardian newspaper this week so wow that's really good news Gotcha. So you, it's a you can't tell us yet. Is it too soon? I actually don't know that. I mean, there's no okay. NDA or anything. But <laughs> all right. Well, we don't um, want to put you on a, the spot, Ben. That's oh, fine. It's it's a. I don't know if you or or listeners remember Twiggy, but um, she was uh, the model with yeah. the big eyelashes from the sixties. She's she's uh, started a podcast, so um, been wow. helping her through that and doing it remotely, not having you know at her age, not having done a lot of that stuff before. Sure. Um, but yes, it's so lots of technical issues. Yeah, um, I can imagine. But really interesting conversations. So that's been cool. 
Wow. That's awesome. I'm so glad to hear um, because I, I'll tell you, that's something we keep hearing is that there's this, sometimes there's this drop off of business um, and what can be the business owner's knee jerk reaction is to um, pa- panic, right? Some people have already closed their business down in that short period of time of, oh, we just lost a significant revenue and and I get it. Um but if we can wait out that dip, a lot of times, if you look at, and especially in business trajectory, you look at there's this dip and then oftentimes there's the upward swing and that upward swing can pass where you were before. But but the, the key is you've got to wait it out and not just wait it out. We don't sit on our hands and wait for business to come, but like we have to be proactive about generating business and still keeping our, our brand and our business going. But if we can get past that dip, a lot of times the upswing can be even larger. It's just a matter of consistently showing up and still doing the work that you need to do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been just today been working on them, um, especially following some of the conversations we've had recently and others. Uh, there's so much information people need. Mm-hmm. And I find myself like writing emails and handing it out piecemeal. And I know I should organize it all and I haven't. Um, but now that I've got all these launches out of the way, that's that's what I'm doing is working on like the the podcast entrepreneurs launch manual because there's so much stuff that that you end up getting sucked into a rabbit hole of like, do I buy this microphone or do I buy that microphone? That's really not what you need to be thinking about at the beginning. Mm. You know, as you know, it's all about finding the right name, trademarking, getting the brand right, knowing your listener, all of those things. Yeah, so I'm kind of like doing a little series that will kind of go through what to think about before you start and then worry, then move on to kind of this is the best mic for the money. This is the best setup, the best host, whatever it might be. So. Yeah. So can you give us a little preview? First, I just think that's 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 a great value add um, that would have been incredibly helpful to have. Um, and maybe we wouldn't have come back so many times with so many questions. Ben, ben how do we do this? Ben, how do we do really that? Good if I'd had it today, but uh, yeah, this was one of the spurs for it because I thought oh, I should probably have something to promote. And, <laughs> and then I remembered I'm supposed to be writing this thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's one of the opportunities that exists. And and then I want you to give us a little insight on, on some of those, some of those tips, but that's one of the things that's really come out of this is, um, you know, we talk about looking for opportunities in the season. And I also want to touch on that later, but as a business owner, there's a huge opportunity for standardization right now. There's a huge opportunity for whether that's training staff, whether that's, um, training a client, it can be as simple and, and it doesn't have to be, um, this huge production guys, this could be logging into zoom or loom or one of the great tools that can do, um, capture your screen and you're talking through, it's great if you have a microphone, but it's okay if you don't, even if it's, you know, AirPods, but you're talking through either, um, something that you've repeatedly taught a client where, okay, here, I'm going to do a quick thing on how to upload your, you know, raw audio files into Dropbox or to this new software platform we're using then you can standardize that. One of the manufacturers that we interviewed, um, the CEO of Hide It Mounts, finally standardized all of her training. She said, right now, the training has to have a body sitting there talking them through every single process. My God, how inefficient. And we we do this, right? We all do this. And so she's like, I realized this was the great time for me to do a, a screencast or I think she just did Zoom. So she logged on to Zoom and she hit screen share and she's talking through, this is our CRM. This is how you get into the CRM. This is the most important things to look at. And whether that's your CRM, your inventory management, system, how to upload folder files. I mean, any of that stuff, this is the time to standardize it. 
and then you just put it in a Dropbox or a Google Drive or somewhere. And going forward, every client you have or every staff member that you have, you just redirect them to that video. Not to say there's still going to be a little handholding after that, but I mean, talk about a yeah. great opportunity for standardization. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So tell us about what's in this book. Tell us, tell us a little bit about when I someone... I wouldn't call it a book. Um... <laughs> Course, training, <laughs> but, um, insights. Yeah. So it's... The, the idea, I mean, I, I'm trying to break it down to what you need to know and when you need to know it. Mm-hmm. So I find a lot of the guides that I've seen are kind of, here's everything about podcasting. Mm. And especially it, it's meant to be written in entrepreneur rather than, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. this is what you need to know now. And then what you need to know next, that's, that's in the next bit. Yes. So the first kind of section, the, the sort of series of chapters is is all about what you need to do at the very inception. And some mm-hmm. of it will be really familiar uh, to entrepreneurs, particularly because they'll have gone through that process of branding themselves and their business and really nailing it down what it is they do for people and who their audience is, mm-hmm. but some, some le- to a lesser extent. So, it, and it's it's working out, at the beginning, I mean, one of the bits it talks about is finding your super niche. Mm. So your your niche may be business or news or current affairs or whatever, but then what's, you have to go down further than that because, well, for example, if you're going to do some kind of news, you're competing with NPR and people like mm. that. But when you get niched down far enough, you start to narrow down the field a bit. Mm-hmm. And it's therefore easier to differentiate and grow your audience and all those other things. So, I mean, there's a podcast, a very odd podcast, but it's a really good example of of that called Sleep With Me. And it's, mm. uh, so it's on the face of it, it's a storytelling podcast, but it's a bedtime story podcast for adults. And it's delivered by the guy and he's only talking about what happened to him on that day. So he takes what happened to him on that day and turns it into a story. And it's very calming. And it's not its not for everyone. It's very unusual. I mm-hmm. only use it as an example because it's such a good example of this sort of super niche thing mm-hmm. where you sort of get down to the point where there's maybe half a dozen people in that space. It's much easier to go, okay, what are they not doing mm-hmm. that I could be doing? Or yeah. how are they doing it that I could be doing it slightly differently? Do you recommend, so when someone is is thinking about starting a podcast, um, do you recommend they look at what's out there and and ask that question of, okay, what are they not doing? Or because a lot of times people have this idea of a podcast, do they, do they run with that idea or do they stop and go, well, what's in the marketplace right now? And let me, let me make sure I'm doing something different. I, I always recommend that people do that. Yeah. It's, it's a bit boring when you've got that huge rush of, you know, this idea, but you know, that due diligence is important. It can save you a huge amount of time and pain. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, you don't want to like, you know, have this incredible idea and then it's like, Oh, it's there and it's got 10 million listeners. So yeah, I always recommend that people do that and, and look at how they can do it slightly differently and in a way that's kind of more in keeping with their brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, one of the things I liked, I mean, the reason I said before five second rule, uh, working with you was the five second rule. I heard five seconds and I went, yep. <laughs> yep. <Woo! laughs> on. Uh, because you've got a, you've got a style and, um, and a strong personality and it comes across and that's worth, you know, everything else you can learn. Um, but that's, it's great to have that. And, and to, 
to to know who you are. And I think when I say like your show, if it was a if it was a leather it jacket, was a jacket that... the collar would be popped. Yes, I and never forgot that. About the audio branding, that's kind of where I was in my head. That's where I was. Was like, what? How can I give this thing attitude mm-hmm. rather than just another inspirational piano tune with the same four chords that everybody's using on every video in the world? What? Yeah. What kind of really gets across your Am I, am I allowed to say ballsy? I've just said it. So. I think so. You did. It just said it. I think we went, we started rocking the E for explicit. Does ballsy get us an E? I feel like it might. I don't know, but it, but we're good. I mean, we're good. It's just a spherical shape, isn't it? Well, so. You know what? If we're popping our collar, we should be able to say ballsy. Like, and not worry about it. Yeah. Not worry about it. We give zero for that. <laughs> okay. So yeah, no, it's, it's, how did that process go? So speaking of audio branding, so you, you did ours and, and again, just to clarify guys, this is, this is very different than just going and getting the free music to Ben's point that, that sounds very similar to all the other things out there that have the free music. And there's a time and a place for that. But, but when you're doing your podcast, when you are doing your audio branding, and that's not just for podcasting, I'd love you to talk about that too, but talk about, talk about what audio branding is, how important it is, and also how you go through the process of developing it. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's one of those things that it's been around for a while. I mean, in, in its, in a thought through format as a form, it's been around since the nineties, probably. Um, although people were using audio way before that, of course, for jingles and things, mm-hmm. but it's really, it's a, a world or a language of sound for a brand in the same way that uh, visual branding, which is the best analogy. Mm-hmm. So you might have, uh, you have a logo. Now the equivalent to that is a theme or a piece of music that's recognizable, but it can be delivered in different ways for different things. It can be bigger and smaller. It can have slight changes in the color and the tone, depending on what you're using it on a magazine, a billboard, the corner of a video, it's all going to look and feel a bit different, but there are rules and you have to follow them. So when you have an audio brand, I mean, the center of an audio brand is the the piece of music that's written for the brand, but that's often never heard by the public. It'll have the main theme, the tune. Mm-hmm. It'll it'll be a piece of music. You could play it and it sound great, but it's not necessarily heard by the public because it's more like a menu. So this theme, this element, these bits can be used in this way. And so the music also has a little style guide with it that says if you're not only how to use this piece of music and how to chop it up and what to use it for, but also this bit is good for this particular type of use Mm -hmm. and also a guide on how to choose music outside of that music, you know, from stock sites that, that still suits your brand. So there are times where you want to use music from a stock site, but what you wouldn't do if you were Microsoft was just change the logo and the color and everything and just, put a different thing up on the screen for your, so that's, that's kind of what it's all about. Um, I mean, the example is you can have a piece of music that is thematically linked. So it's, it's part, it, it sounds familiar, but it changes depending on the customer contact point. So the piece of music you use on your call hold or your webinar hold, mm-hmm. it's still part of your brand. It's an opportunity and it's an opportunity missed oh. uh, to get that into someone, that earworm into someone's head and, and have them feel what you want them to feel in that moment. Yeah. In webinar, it would be a bit more calm. 
if you're speaking at an engagement, your music comes on as you walk up on stage and it's more of a hero moment. Yeah. It's much more uplifting. It's, I mean, there's a world of, of kind of possibility out there. And, I didn't uh, even think about that. You're right. That is a missed opportunity. And, um, yeah. and also just to scale it appropriately, like with, if, um, I'm joining a webinar and, or, or your hold music, you don't put, I don't know, tool or Pantera on your hold music. Like well, you're not people do. I mean, <laughs> and it's fine if that's your brand, you know, if you're selling drum skins or something, but yeah, yeah, those, those things happen. Um, and I always say every business has an audio brand whether they know it or not mm. the is, are they managing it and yeah you know, can you not. give us an example of like a famous one that everybody would recognize well this there's there was a study done actually a few years ago and they they took people from all over the world and played them different music and also just sounds and things and the the first most recognizable sound to the human ear across the planet is the sound of a baby crying mm-hmm. and the second most recognizable sound is ba 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 bum and everything else is below that bird song waves the intel thing was the number two wow so only globally a baby, only a baby held it off the number one spot <laughs> oh my gosh so yeah i mean the, the um that's some strong audio branding, branding. MasterCard is a great example. They've gone all in on audio branding. So their their new audio brand is fantastic. And that plays, and now that some of the new technology is coming in, it plays when you swipe, when you put your card on the contact-free thing. Mm-hmm. Just plays the little MasterCard brand. And it, so it's all kind of linked together. Wow. Yeah. And is that, when you hear that, is the idea of, so if I'm just sitting in the room and I hear the Intel sound, is it that it's creating a feeling in me? Is it creating a desire for me to go to connect to the brand? Like, hmm, I better check my Intel. Like, it, what is it doing when you hear that sound? What is it supposed to do? It's going straight to the lower brain. And it, it's much faster than, vi- than visual. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's much faster. And it's also what it does is you can do an enormous amount with audio in a very short space of time, maybe two seconds. The, the brain is able to process. I mean, some audio brands have maybe 15 or 20 things happening. You don't, you're not consciously aware of them, but they're there and they're doing a job. Mm-hmm. So what's an example? Like an antiques firm might have a cello or something with more timbre and kind of history and age in the sound. Mm. Um, it's it's a very powerful thing, and Gary V's gone all in on audio branding. Uh, he talks a lot about it because uh, it is audio still consumed one and a half times as much as video, so it's still a huge monster. Audio is out there. yeah, and Google have now uh, slightly scarily, but good from my point of view. Google is in the same way that Google worked out how to crawl through websites and pick out phrases in text, and now in video, it's doing it in audio as well. So when you type in um, audio branding this podcast is one thing it can go inside and listen and then transcribe it presumably and then categorize it and put it up in the search results so wow so audio is still changing uh, quite a lot at the moment so what does that process look like ben so i i remember when we went through the process of it and mm. um when we, we were still just getting to know each other i think i forget what you called it but um like a not a vision board but it was some kind of like I sent you a bunch of stuff off of Pinterest to yeah, get an like idea. Yeah. 
yeah. mood board. That's what it was, yeah. a mood board. So talk to us about like the process of, um, and it, well, the process of going through establishing the audio brand, but also is this specific to just podcasters? You mentioned Gary Vee. I imagine he's not just using it for podcasting purposes. He's per- no. use it for social media, your website. Talk to us about the, how you develop it and also the many uses for it. Okay. Well, I mean, in terms of the uses first, um, the, the primary use or one of the big uses and Gary Vee's done this is video. So when you have your, um, logo at the start of the video it's accompanied by an audio logo that goes with the visual perfectly Hmm. and and is as tailored to the brand as the logo the visual logo is so he's got a little um he's got a little audio sting that he had developed and he doesn't put anything out now that doesn't have that on it and that's his audio logo Uh, and nothing goes out of his his studio now that doesn't have that on it so that's how he does it but um, it can be, as I said, webinars, live shows, conferences, exhibitions, um, video and audio pre-recorded webinars. I mean, if you think anywhere really where you're kind of coming into contact with your customer physically or online is an opportunity potentially to kind of reinforce your brand and just have them have make yourself a little bit more memorable to them and make that emotional connection, which is was it Maya Angelou who said people forget what you say, but they remember how you make them feel. Mm-hmm. And it's about that really. Yeah. That's amazing. And then in terms of the process, mm-hmm. there's a discovery process at the beginning, which is around creating a mood board, understanding mm-hmm. the brand. Often that's already in place. So that's good. But if not, then we can go through that process of understanding who your audience is, what problem it is you solve for them. Mm-hmm. And just refining that a bit, understanding what it is you're trying to portray and, and who you are or who your business is. Um, and once we've got that, we go away and write one or two or three short examples. And that gives us, depending on how much more triangulation we need to get to zone in on what what's right, we present those. The customer has a listen, says, I like this, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. I, I hate the flute, whatever it might be. Uh, <laughs> whatever and then it is. go away and write something a little more on the nose. And then yeah. once they've listened to that, we turn that into a full piece. Mm-hmm. And then depending on what the package was, that's either, you know, one contact point, which might be theme music for a podcast or three mm-hmm. contact points, which is, you know, hold music, podcast theme, live speaking, and so on. So you can develop a whole range of uses and so on. Are you struggling to stay focused? Still need to get things checked off that to-do list, but finding it harder than ever. Be productive, be effective, and perform at your best. Even though the world has changed, this is still a great time to get work done. In my new digital course, Multiply Me, I'm going to show you how to be laser focused and wildly effective. You will learn how to get three times as much done, but in less hours a day, even now. You can literally multiply your output. You can master a productivity tool today that will give you a high performance advantage in any season. Leverage this window to take back your time so you can enjoy the life you've earned. 
Join us at pivot-me.com and be notified as soon as Multiply Me launches. So you said something about like, you know, what's going to resonate with the audience. So let's, um, let's kind of pan back from um, the audio branding piece. When people are going through the podcasting, pro- just because it's a really fascinating topic and we kind of started in one direction and moved to the other, but this is, this is really, really great information. So when someone is doing a podcast, how important is it? So let me take a step back. So people say, oh my gosh, I want to start a podcast. I'm so pumped about it. And um, you get that a lot. And even just running a podcast, we get people reaching out to us all the time saying, how did you go through it? I want to have it. Um, tell me about the process. How important is it to, they've just got this burning desire and they want to do the podcast. Um, you know, some people just want to jump out there and do it, but how important is it to establish the audience, who you're going to be speaking to? Um, how important is that? And then um, is there a process to establish the audience? So when we started Pivot Me, yeah. we had a basic idea of who our audience would be because we figured they would be our clients. And we had a really, really good idea of who our yeah. clients were. And we would assume that it would just be an expansion of those same people. Um, t- talk about speaking to the audience. Yeah. So it's um, it's a similar process. It's it's around the the who, the what, the where, the why, all of those questions and and really honing in on... In terms of your audience, I mean, I always start to say it's easy when you know why. If you start mm-hmm. with what is it you're actually trying to achieve mm-hmm. and, and be get asked those questions and spend time on them so that you really understand. It, for instance, are you podcasting because you want to create a monetizable entity like a podcast with things that come out of that? Or are you using the podcast to promote a business? Mm-hmm. Are you using podcasts to help people with a particular problem or, you know, get information out there that isn't out there at the moment? Mm-hmm. Understanding all of those things will help you to uh, work out where you're going to need to be in six months time and whether this is a, a short run or a very long term thing that you're prepared to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll help you make decisions about merchandising and all those things later on and whether you want to monetize the podcast or not, um, because not everybody does. Mm-hmm. Um and then, yeah, it, it's it's about getting really, really clear on your brand, your listener, and the, the purpose of your podcast before you mm-hmm. worry about what what name it should have or any of those things, because that tends to come, I think that tends to come out of that process much more clearly. Um, and it's so hard to find a name that isn't already taken <laughs> that says what you want to say, as mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. a, a painful process so being really clear on those things first will keep you on track when you're doing that uh, and making those other decisions um knowing your audience you know really having a a clear avatar of who they are how old they are where they live what they do and crucially how they listen to the to this how they're going to listen to this podcast and why they're going to be listening Mm -hmm. that all gets you down to your welcome to x the podcast for people who X, we're going to teach you how to X. I mean, that's more of an informative uh, style intro, but it's all about being super clear on those things before you start down the road of, you know, Googling microphones or buying domain names or any of that stuff. It's like do the do the really hard, annoying work of, of being clear on that stuff first. Yeah. I think that's such a great point, Ben. Um, I was just jotting down as you were talking, uh, people always jump into the name. So, yeah. um, 
It's the same thing when you have a business and you're jumping into the name of the business and what the website's going to look like. Like that's the fun part, right? The problem is you will fall in love with that name. And it'll be taken. And then it's so hard. (laughs) It's so hard to fall back out of love with it when you find somebody's got it or it's not quite right for some reason. Um, Yes. And there's loads of, there's loads of things like, you know, it should be short because it's going to be on a tiny little thumbnail on someone's phone. And, you Mm -hmm. you know, the longer the name, the smaller the font. Um, there's loads of things like that, but initially I think it's just about like being so clear about what the audience is going to get out of your show. And I think that's a great point too, is one, don't start with the name. Everybody starts with the name. Don't start with the name. It's like a business. Don't start with your website. You know, you know what it is? I was thinking about this today and it just hit me. It's the new, I've got a band. That's what. <laughs> is that what it is? Is that what I we become? So, yeah, because <laughs> all the same problems initially, I remember from being in bands as a musician, you know, you sit around for hours trying to come up with a name for your band. And someone would go, no, that sounds a bit like something else. No, that sounds yeah. a bit too. And, you know, you end up going, what about lamp? What about chair? And and the reality is. like They're taken. I think Nirvana <laughs> is a dreadful name for that kind of band if you would just go well, what should we call our grunge band nirvana it's not but the, the reality is it doesn't matter because if it's a good band if it's a good podcast mm-hmm. the association is with that then so yeah yeah and and it and, and it's just a, a word of caution too because that's where everybody starts and they can get stuck there i have a someone actually i think she might be watching right now i think i just saw her on here yes she is we were talking about her new business and um, she was going down the uh, the the rabbit trail of the the title and the logo and and you know talking about that. I said, just so you know, don't spend a lot of time on this. Likely, whatever you think of is going to be taken. And this not to be pessimistic, an but... incredible roof. Exactly right. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great way of looking at it. It's a nice strong roof you've got. No house. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's the fun part. Those are the fun parts. So we start there and that's the creative process and, oh gosh, let's think about this. And, and then you see it all the time on, on social media, right? Like, um, I'm starting a podcast, this name or this name, and that's all the information they get. And you just go, okay. I know, and I say, I've, you know, I've done exactly the same thing. It's, it's so seductive. Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, don't make that mistake. Um, that's building the roof and we forgot the foundation. So um, that's the fun part. But to your point, you've got to do the awful boring stuff at the beginning to get really, really clear on who your audience is. And and to to Ben's point, what's the point of your podcast? So people will have this great idea or I've just got this message I need to get out, but always begin with the end in mind. Um, there's something that we do in a lot of our meetings internally, which is we start it with success looks like. So if we're meeting, we go and success looks like we land on, um, which project we're going to go success looks like we make this decision on this client or this partnership. So if you begin with the end in mind, like, okay, what do we want to do? And we had to go through the same process with pivot me. It was just a matter of at first it was, okay, this is how you create more impact. And there's only so many clients we can work with. And how do we, um, teach the same things and engage people, inspire people on the same level uh, uh, in the same way, but on a larger level. So that's what it starts. But then you've got to get really granular on. And when they listen to this, I want them to feel this way. When they listen to this episode, I want them to then get up and establish their, their, you know, 90 day goals. I want them to get up and change the way that um, they're interacting with their staff or 
like being very, very specific. And that's not always the fun part, but being very specific on what you want the outcome to be, then you actually get there. It's not just this meandering path. Like you actually get to your destination, but to Ben's point, the names, the website, all that stuff sort of organically springs from that. If you do that work first. Yeah. And it will help you no end when you're trying to make decisions about things like how long should the podcast be? Well, where's your, where's your person listening to it? Are they Mm -hmm. on the train? or driving the car to work, then mm-hmm. it should be more than 30 or 40 minutes. Uh, are they, what type of person are they? Do they want a 15 minute hit of targeted information or do they want a three hour chat mm-hmm. a la Monsieur Rogan? You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's all kind of, it really helps to, to make those decisions. Yeah. You know that, and just to bring it back to um, this current day time, um, are you finding that podcasts, like would it behoove podcasters to make them a little bit shorter in this time being considerate of the fact that it seems like people's attention span is shorter? I honestly don't know. Hmm. Um, I think it depends. I mean, I, that that's certainly the case for me probably because my, I, I find, I mean, I find it really hard to, to kind of focus for, for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. Now. But yeah. you know, that you could make another argument, you know, it, it's like some podcasts are like a, a warm bath, you know, mm. just pop yeah. on and relax and just listen to a, a really real conversation. Um, so it, again, to your point, it depends what it is the show's for, but you know, a lot of times those real conversations, they take time to get into because, you know, it takes 10 minutes mm-hmm. to get through the opening bit and then your guest will take a while to, to warm up and you get into sure. those topics. So it depends what you're trying to do, I think. Yeah, that makes complete sense. I hadn't considered that, but it depends on the topic of the podcast. Um, yeah, I would imagine maybe educational ones or, you know, kind of giving t- tips or hacks and things like that. Those, it might benefit that is just speculation. We're we're speculating in real time. Um, it might be best to make those a little bit shorter. So they're oh, just these bite-sized yeah. chunks. But to your point, if you're telling a story, if you're building up on something, you're building a relationship between two people having a conversation, that's going to take time. Um, And that can just be like the equivalent of sitting on a couch reading a novel where you get really invested in what happens and that's going to take time and commitment. Yeah. And there are tricks as well. I mean, I always make little uh, audio, little audio trinkets that go in you know every sort of when the conversation changes drop one of those in and people go ah it's the end of that bit and now interesting just breaks up the conversation a bit um that's one of my favorite things to do yeah i did did the podcast for the um you know the great british bake-off do you guys have that over there Mm. the bake-off you know i'm not the best person to know cake challenge or something it might be huge here and i'm just unaware of it so i'm going to give it with a maybe well, there's a spin-off of that basically where they it's like a post-match analysis of the Bake Off show, you know, and mm-hmm. did Sandra was Sandra right to make a Victoria sponge? They'll discuss that for a while and then and I made a little kind of uh, oven sound with an old TikTok TikTok thing and a oh. my wife's little alarm thing to go. Bing. Yeah. That's a great idea. I I, I only I bet I liken it to NPR. They do that a lot and yeah, it is really exactly, engaging yeah. when they Those do it. Guys are seriously good, yeah. They're really good at it, that. So I don't know why, Ben, this just popped up. Um, I'm just going to hit out of left field with this. But can you explain to me why when the kids watch YouTube videos now, it's like the thing to have it at one sound level. And then all of a sudden, there's this really loud person comes in and talks. And then it comes back down. 
Have you seen this thing? I know your kids are a little bit younger than my oldest. No. It's a what thing. Do you, mean, do you mean kids as in like li- literally children's videos? Well, I, I would say it's probably tweens or teenagers that are making these videos. And if anyone, <clears throat> if my sister's watching right now, I know that her son watches these videos, but that you'll be watching. There's these Peppa Pig memes that are going around Peppa Pig. It's like a kid's thing, right? Except I'm guessing like 12 and 14 year olds have then voiced over parts of it. So it'll be like, and Peppa Pig goes to the market and what are they doing? And it's, oh, it's so horrible, Ben. I, if, I'd say that's a psychological issue and not a, an audio <laughs> So They're clearly doing it on purpose. And I'm to thinking annoy, it's yeah. to keep, it's. <laughs> to annoy if, adults. Probably. If there's a parent listening right now that has kids that have watched these videos, it's the most annoying thing in the world. And my kids, you know, pandemic times, there's a little bit more screen time that's happening. And my kids want to yeah. watch these Peppa Pigs um youtube videos and it's so unnerving every time and i'm like how are, and they think it's hilarious i don't know if it's just the shock value of suddenly the audio goes to t- i'm going to send you one i'm going to send you a peppa pig there are some parents that are aggressively nodding their heads right now it's <laughs> i wondered if it was a technique it's got to be a thing that like to keep your attention or to keep the attention of a nine-year-old that's watching it and they're like oh that's just really like fun. a jump scare thing maybe i don't know yeah it's yeah, it's not good for the nerves of us middle-aged people. It puts us really on edge. Like I'll be sitting next to her trying to work on my laptop. I'm like, why does Peppa Pig keep getting so loud? And then you, you yell at him to turn it down. Like turn it down. It's gotten too loud. And then you can't hear the rest of the audio. Anyways, there's my Peppa Pig rant. Um, I'm sure there's lots of other things other than Peppa Pig that this is happening too. So um, on that note, um, Ben, tell us about, uh, just on the business thing. So backing out of podcasting, backing out of audio, um, what opportunities have you identified during this season? So obviously we talk a lot about the challenges that exist. Everyone's talking about the challenges that exist and not to minimize them. They are very real, but let's talk about some of the opportunities that exist during this time. Sure. Um, well, I'm certainly, I mean, I'm seeing opportunities around new shows and new businesses, springing up so we're looking at um not necessarily rebranding but we're starting to kind of branch out into just launches for entrepreneurs so the podcast Mm -hmm. entrepreneur might may be a thing soon um and then for me the opportunities are around um the things that to be honest they're the things that i know i should have done already Mm. um and it's true for many of us so yeah so the launch manual is just one of those things, mm-hmm. lots of those things. And, you know, number one is the standardization thing you were talking about that I was mm-hmm. nodding along with. Those are the things that are going to allow me to scale more effectively that I haven't, I haven't done. So up, up until now, it's kind of, kind of me going, this is over here and that's over there, except when it's over here. And if it's not there or here, ask me and I'll tell you where it is unless I don't remember. So it's all about We've bit, had that conversation so many times, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> so I know I need to do that stuff. So I've got a list of stuff that I'm working through and and the guide is one of them. But um yeah, for me it's kind of putting out more more content. Um I'm thinking about video, but I'm absolutely terrified by video. Um because it's just so much more so much more to you, learn. You do know that we're on video right now, Ben. Real time. No, I'm not aware of that. I'm no. Okay, good. Yeah, okay, um, good. Good. It's fine. Just keep breathing. But you're doing all the work. I can just sit back and chat. You know, <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> um, yeah. And just, just putting out, doing more to kind of, as a lot of people are, build a bit more of a, 
a content thing that brings people to me. Mm. Uh, mm. Most of my business is referrals, which is great. That's, mm-hmm. that's great. Um, but I'd like I'd like to have more stuff out there. I can help people mm-hmm. without having to answer individual emails. That would be really cool. Sure, sure. Because <laughs> it's a lot of it's the same things, you know. Yeah, it's, like an um, like an FAQ. Like an FAQ, yeah, but it well, it's frequently unans- unasked questions. Mm, an FAQ. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I like it. It's like, you know, you get asked questions. I, I'm always asked questions like, which microphone should I buy? Mm-hmm. Or um, how do I design this, this uh, podcast cover? And mm-hmm. I can see by the name that they're going to have a problem. So it's it's the questions they don't ask usually, and then I, being me, you know what I'm like. I'm I can't help myself. So then I'll write a two page email. <laughs> Have you done this, 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 and this? Um, with the flowchart, if yes, no, go there. Yeah, flowcharts. Yeah. Um, so it's it's yeah for me it's more about that side of things. That's the opportunity for me. Um, the yeah. challenge is finding the still finding the time to do it, mm-hmm. but it's kind of focused it's kind of focused my mind the last few weeks of kind of, like I said, the, the dip in business and then the huge growth, they mm-hmm. both kind of things that I've pushed to the back of my mind and gone, I'm too busy to do that right now. Mm-hmm. I've realized, well, soon you'll be too busy to do them at all. So that's a good point. It reminds me of um, not to turn this into a, a bit of a meme, but the, um, the guy that's trying to chisel the, um, the tire, like, or he's trying to, trying to like move a bike with square tires and someone comes along with a real tire and they're like, no, no, we don't have time to look at that option right now. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Yeah. It's so true. Right. And I think, um, I'm glad you shared that Ben, because I think so many of us business owners are reflecting on, um, all the things that we didn't have time for that actually would give us tremendous time back. Right. I mean, if our, we love what we do, we love our businesses and we want our impact to grow. And I know that you love what you do and you love helping um, podcasters um, do the things that they're doing. But if you're 100% invested in every launch, there's only so many that you can do because there's only so much bend to go around. But when we do these standardization techniques, uh, standardization, the automation will say. So whether that's videos or whether that's audios or FAQs or your your non-FAQs, FAQs, um, whatever that looks like, it makes it so we get to keep doing this thing that we love, but we get to do it for more people. I, I've That's come up on so many calls, Ben. So I'm glad that you pointed that out. It's just, what is it in your business that you should have been doing, um, but you didn't have time because you were busy really doing the the cleanup of like the after result of, well, if I would have just gone three steps back and made this video, I could have pushed this video instead of answering all these emails. And we've all got those things. We've all got them. So this is, you know, a great time to reflect on our business and go, well, where could we use some automation? Where could we use some standardization? So we're not having the same conversation over and over again, or the same email, or we're not walking through the same process in a screen share saying, well, it's supposed to be over here, but if it's not over there, like if that's all just captured on an, on a, you know, in a file and put into a Dropbox and sent to a client. I mean, that can really save everybody so much time. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, I think the, the, the day-to-day challenge now of, of kind of wearing all of the hats at the same time, mm-hmm. in a way it's kind of forced me to look at those things that I haven't done and also why I haven't. Mm. So you know, I will go to extraordinary lengths not to do some of the things that will help me. 
delegate. Mm. You know, I, I should, uh, I should kind of, there should be some kind of discount for you or something. Cause every week I listen to your podcast and I, <laughs> Oh yes. And I write it all down and then I go, oh, no. I'm not going to do any of this. I will do it. I will do it. <laughs> I will. I will delegate. I will standardize. I will. Um, but at least I know what it is I should be doing, even if I'm not doing it. There we go. We, we just need to have a little bit of coaching, Ben. I'm seeing, do, don't you remember how I end the podcast? Like it's worth, yeah, but you're worth it. Like Ben, you're worth it. Delegate. I'm British. We don't think we're worth it. <laughs> it's not how it works over here. <laughs> That's true. That's true. No, I I love it. I, I think no, it's just I'm such a good room. I'm really not worth it. <laughs> Come on now, Ben. Come on. You're on video. So you're already doing things completely different now. Yeah, so, I was gonna say this is, I mean, this is one of those things that I'm like, uh, I, I don't do. So now I do. Until now. Until, Until now. now. It's a good, it's a good, uh, it's something we work with on in our masterminds is, um, well, people will have something that, that, well, I've, I've never been good with people. I've never been good with math, whatever it is. It's, um, the, the term usually is limiting beliefs. And so I always encourage them to end that sentence with until now. So I don't do video until now. And let me just point out for those, um, watching right now, the, some irony, let me give it to you. So Ben has been on me for, I don't know, six months that I should be doing video. Okay, that I should not be doing audio podcasts, that I should be doing video. So I just need to point out that Ben's talking about how he does not like video. And yet, isn't that the case, right? We know what needs to be done, even when you know we need what they it. say those who can't teach and those who can't <laughs> teach, teach Jim. There we go. <laughs> Here we go. This is it. Oh, no, that's good. I'm glad that there's a, I'm glad that you're on video. Um, I'm glad that we're taking this opportunity to uh, get outside of our comfort zones. Um, and I think that's one of the gifts that are coming out of this. We're already outside of our comfort zone, right? Oh like, yeah. I mean, that's so true. I mean, it's, it's actually, it's, it's, it's mind blowing because all of the things that you think this, these are the immutable laws of <laughs> the way things are. It's all, it's all made up. You know, everything you see out your window started off in someone's head, whether it's a building or a car. There's nothing that, you know, do you know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. suddenly this is the, no, now everybody stays home. That's, that's the way things are now. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's totally true. So Sometimes, you know, by inference, you can change whatever you want to. I mean, I, I, I don't actually beat myself up about it now at all, but I stayed in that job I mentioned for way too long. Mm. I mean, I did that job for a decade mm. and it, like my father said to me once, he said, son, this is true. He said, son, he's, a, he's a very wise Welsh man. He says, son, at every stage in my life, I have known the exact right thing to do. And I've done it about 10 years later. <laughs> and, and it's so true. It's true. Because oh you sort of... <laughs> Hold on. I will. I want to mark this as an audio clip, Ben, because that was awesome. <laughs> it's my favorite Anthony Hopkins impression, but um, but it's true. You know, you 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 could often leave these things or put things these things to one side and think. I thought for years. I thought I can't do that. That's totally irresponsible. I can't leave my career and take a jump like that. I've got a family. Mm -hmm. But in the end, I realized I didn't want my son to think that a, a job was something you just did because you had to. Mm. Or, do you know what I mean? I thought, so well, what am I teaching him now? And mm -hmm. that was when it flipped for me. But, you know, you, you build up these barriers in your mind to what you can do or, or what's possible or what's sensible. But, yeah. 
you know, right. anything is not anything, but almost anything is possible. If you, Damn if near. You hey, we've got the explicit rating. We just got to rock the rock the cuss words now. Damn near. Damn near, Ben. And, and what's interesting, I love what you just said about, well, what I was telling myself. So the limiting belief that I was telling myself is I can't I can't do this. I have a family. I can't I can't leave this safe, secure job because I have a son. And what's interesting is we can flip that same sentence on his head and say, I need to leave this job I do not care about because I have a son, because I have to model what that looks like, because I don't, we're really good at modeling sacrifice to our kids. And we're, some of us are very good at martyring or uh, modeling, being a martyr to our kids. Um, To what end? I don't want them to grow up to be a martyr. I don't want them to grow up and just sacrifice. So we have to catch ourselves and go, well, I need to model going after my dreams. I have to model passion and happiness and joy. I have to model those things for them because at some point they are likely to be a a wife or a mother or at least a grown up, um, a professional. Maybe they'll work for someone. Maybe they'll own their own business, but I'm modeling that for them. So it's kind of interesting if we take that same sentence and flip it on its head. Um, our kids are not an excuse to not go after our dreams. They're the reason why we should. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So Ben, what would you give us? What advice, which I wouldn't be cognizant of our time um, because we're running a little bit over, but over, I don't even know that we established when this is over. So I don't even know that we're, Hey, it's just a construct, right? Like we get to make up the rules. Can we just say we're making up the rules? (laughs) So Ben, what would you, uh, what would you give, um, whether that's an entrepreneur just going through this time and working on pivoting their business or whether that's someone who is wanting to launch a podcast or, or even to, to the point of what you're just talking about, someone who's considering a pretty big career change. Give us, give us some wisdom. What oh, would you wow. Say? Some, uh, some un- <laughs> unthought through wisdom. Yeah. Um, well, have a plan if you can. That's fine. You don't want to jump off a cliff. But do something, mm. get started, and you will figure it out. Don't end up in analysis paralysis. Mm. Don't uh, wait for it to be perfect. Uh, Facebook was not Facebook when it started. Um, you know, things pivot and change all the time, and it's more about being flexible. Follow your joy. Uh, I know these are cheesy things, but they're so true. Mm-hmm. Um Took me 42 years to work that one out, even though I'd heard it many times. It's so true. And uh, figure <laughs> out why. It's easy when you know why. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's awesome. And I appreciate that you did. You were. <laughs> um, and, and and guys, let me just say for those watching, my apologies. The uh, the comments don't come over. So um, um, I just checked and uh, checked mobile. And there's so many wonderful comments. And thank you, guys, including my mother, who says he seems like such a nice guy. So, <laughs> oh, that's a bit of that sounds kind of loaded the way you put it there. He seems like such a nice guy. <laughs> you don't know him that well, mom. He looks like a melted welly. <laughs> and uh, we've got Rafat on, and we've got Desiree's on as well, and Wendy and Christopher. Um, and we're lumps everyone together and oh, several cool. others watching. So, thank you guys for, for watching and joining us. Um, at, so just a couple last, uh, last closing questions. Um, 
you've, you've given us so much, Ben, both just honesty and transparency of showing up and saying, Hey, I was in this career. And then I jumped and it was 10 years later that I need to. And I really appreciate that. Cause I think we can all, um, uh, that resonates with many people, right. Is just, I've done the right thing, but it was way later than I should have. Um, your transparency and the information that you gave us on podcasts and audio branding. It's amazing. So let me ask you this. How do we help you? How do we show up for you? How do we, how do we help you or how do we help Rockwood audio? Oh, wow. Um, well, if you're interested in starting a podcast or, uh, developing an audio brand, or if you just got questions and you want to chat, I'm always open to a completely no strings chat. I love talking about podcasting. So um, you mean you'll send them a video that's already been pre-recorded and not a two page email, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to say no. Um, you can just go to Rockwood audio. That's uh, R O K K wood audio.com. Uh, and get in touch with me there. If you're interested in the um, podcast entrepreneur guide, (laughs) then there's a link there at the top of the page. You can click on and sign up. Uh, It's probably going to be an email series. So if you're interested, sign up there. Oh, yeah. Uh, And if there's anything you want to know or any question you have, email me. Either contact me through the website or just email me at ben at rockwoodaudio.com because uh, that's, that's the next thing for me is am I actually... Am I answering the questions that people have mm-hmm. out there? Um, mm-hmm. I think I am, but so there's bound to be other things I haven't thought of. Yeah, absolutely. So I've just got to tag up on what Ben said. Um, let me just be really clear. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, there is only one person that you should contact and that is Ben. He, yeah, it's going to get, it's good. I'm going to, I know it's, it's, I'm not following British protocol. I know Ben, just stick with it. It's going to be okay. Um, I I mean this with all sincerity. There is only one person. We sat down we looked at lots of different advisors and consultants and who we were going to work with and who, who was the perfect fit. Um, And then we met Ben and we knew to his point in five seconds, we knew Ben hundred percent Ben. And not only that, but we now have several, several clients that are working friends that are working with Ben. He does a phenomenal job. There's nobody quite like him. So I'm going to say that he can't say that, but I'm going to say that both as an advisor in launching your podcast, but also for people that have established podcasts. Um, you know, we've been doing this for, I don't know, 14 months, 16 months, however long it's been that we've been doing Pivot Me. And yet I still come back to Ben all the time. We have, you know, he offers strategy sessions. We sit down and kind of put pen to paper and say, what does this look like? How do we make this podcast bigger? How do we increase the impact? How, you know, is our, is our message still relevant? Are we headed in the right direction? So um, I don't want to mince words here. If you're thinking about podcasting, if you want to grow your podcast, if you want to develop your audio brand and your real signature, call Ben, 100%. Wow. Thank you. (laughs) It's true. Ben, you know it. You know it. And Des is watching and she knows it too. So um, Ben, thank you so much for for chatting with us. I know that it's a a challenging time. I know you've got family at home and and all the things that are happening and begging for your attention. Um, And you may have been wearing, I don't know, a Superman costume earlier today or playing. You're not watching Peppa Pig memes. We know that, but there might be in your future just so you know. But thank you for taking the time to chat with us. Oh, you're welcome. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care, Ben. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for dialing in today. And don't forget, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, give us a five-star review. It means the world to us. Hit me up on Instagram at the April Garcia, or check us out online at pivot-me.com. 
This is all made possible with the support of you listeners, the numerous contributors, and our clients. Our music and production is by the amazing Rockwood Audio. Join me next time for more tips on how to hack success. And until then, make it a great day. Thanks, guys. You guys are amazing.